Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm your host, John, and today I'm going to talk about why you should consider giving your sessions a title. So, giving your sessions a title. Why would you do it? How do you do it? Etc. Well, I've got to be honest, this is something I never used to do before I started running and streaming games online. So, as a bit of a disclaimer before we start, I'm not a professional streamer by any means. I make boggle money out of streaming. I don't really edit my actual plays. To be honest, I mainly upload them, so I've got them there as an aid for my shonky memory. If other people enjoy them and watch them, then I very much see that as a pleasant side effect. Now, when I started running my games online, I used, and still do, Facebook to set up a group for the campaign, inviting all the players to it, and then creating events within the group, and normally a group chat as well. You don't have to do this by any means, nor do you have to use Facebook, but I found that since most of my players are on it, it helps keep all the necessary materials, times, dates, etc. in one place. Now, when you set up a Facebook event, you're expected to put a title for it. And initially, when I started doing this, I put something fairly boring like Session 2, Episode 2, or something equally functional but not particularly exciting. But at some point, I forget exactly when, I realised that I was missing out on a trick. Which brings me to my first reason why you might want to have a cool title for your gaming session. And that is that it's the first thing your players are going to see. Before you even start running the session, hell, even before the day of the session, depending on when you get your event or whatever up, The players are going to see that title and it's your first chance to start building up enthusiasm for your session and the upcoming game. Something like session two is probably accurate, but it doesn't really get those imaginative juices flowing. Whereas something like session two with the shadow necromancer's lair gets you to start wondering about what is going to happen in the game. And that neatly brings me on to my second reason for using a title you can use it to foreshadow events that are likely to occur. Now, a title can give players hints about what's likely to come up in the session. Now, tabletop RPGs are very dynamic, and sometimes what we as GMs think is going to happen in the session doesn't happen, and that's fine. Certainly, in my opinion, one of the great joys of RPGs is when the players do something unexpected and strange. Tangential plot lines suddenly rush to the foreground of the game, making me think on my feet and exercise those little grey GMing cells, to paraphrase Poirot. My next point is that it makes it easier for you when you're looking through your records. Now, Giving a session a memorable header or a title makes it a lot easier as the GM when a few days, weeks, months, even years down the line, you're looking through your old notes for a particular bit of information. After all, if you're trying to find the session where the Orc Horde attacked a town in retaliation for the player character's actions, then having to cycle through a lot of generically labelled session notes 
is an absolute ball ache. However, if you've got a session called Revenge of the Greenskin Horde, then you can pretty much guarantee that the event took place either in or around that session. But I hear you say, John, what if I don't run games online? That's absolutely fine. You can still get a bit of mileage out of this. Although a lot more people are running games either fully or partially online now. Like I say, you can still use this advice if you don't. People running games in person will still often have ways of communicating with their players between sessions, even if they're not using technology to enable their sessions themselves. Maybe you've got a WhatsApp group, you're in a Discord, maybe you put a, a notice up at your local gaming store, maybe you've got your players' email addresses or phone numbers or whatever. Whatever method you use to confirm that a session is on can also be used to drop in the title of the next session. Hell, in the unlikely event that you don't communicate with your players between the sessions, you could even decide on the title of the next session at the end of the current one and let the players know before they go home. You know, saying something like, thanks for playing, guys. Hope you had fun. I'll see you next week for a session I'm calling The Bloody Hand of the Lich. And that's quite nice as well. It sort of bookends things and gives people something to look forward to. Although it does put me a bit in mind of the, the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt, you know, where they sort of introduce the next tale. But that's no bad thing as far as I'm concerned. So I hope now I've sort of sold you on the, the possibility of giving a title to your gaming sessions and giving you a bit of food for thought and persuaded you to at least think about it. So assuming you are... What do you need to keep in mind when you're actually deciding a title for your sessions? Well, first of all, make it dramatic and exciting. After all, one of the purposes of a title is to start building enthusiasm ahead of the game session. So keep it dramatic and exciting. Hell, if you're not good at coming up with descriptive words on the spot, use a thesaurus or something similar. For example, Attack of the Orc Horde versus The Ravening Greenskin Tide. Both of these titles could be accurate, but it's pretty obvious which is more interesting, and not just because I was doing that strange hand gesture when I said the second one. My next point is to not make your title too specific. As we said earlier in this episode, TTRPGs are a dynamic environment where things can, and in my opinion should, change in response to players' actions. So don't get too specific about your title, unless you are certain something is going to happen. So to refer back to our previous example, the Ravening Greenskin Tide, we can use that title if we're sure that a horde of orcs or goblins or some sort of other greenskin is going to feature in the session. But beyond that, it still leaves the events of the game pretty wide open. We shouldn't use something like the ravening greenskin tide that destroys the village of Homburg if there is a chance the PCs can save the village. And if there's not, you know, you might want to have a think about why there's not a chance of them saving the village. And I know it's often a sort of thing that gets bought up, you know, the whole sort of idea of railroading, but you really don't want to stray into that territory via your use of the title. The point of a title is not to determine what's going to happen or straightjacket the player character's decisions. It's to excite people, to convey some of what's going to happen, and all the good reasons we've mentioned so far. And speaking of that, you can also use the title to tie into your game world or reinforce the themes of your campaign. 
and how you phrase the title or even the language you use can help with in this regard for example i'm currently running a vampire the masquerade fifth edition game set in venice and so i ran a title through google translate from english to italian and i ended it with costrora o destregere apologies to any italian listeners I don't speak Italian, but that was good enough for the event because none of my players are Italian either. And I followed up with a small description containing the translation as a subtitle, which was to build or destroy. And that worked in that game because the players are trying to track down information about a sort of fabled architect who helped rebuild Venice after a plague, but the, the sort of reconstruction and occult architecture in our game seems to also be tied into this force of entropy that's like pulling spirits down into the underworld. So creation and destruction are sort of intertwined. So it helps with that, but by running it through the Italian translator, it helps to remind the players that we're not in the normal sort of generic American city that a lot of vampires games take place in. And there's nothing wrong with that, but like I say, it's just helping to reinforce the themes and the idea of the location where we are. Another example, if you're running a game based around gothic horror, perhaps reading some genre literature and using the terminology common in such works would help convey something of the atmosphere you're looking for. And last of all, my final point, and I say this about a lot of things, don't stress about it and don't even be worried about changing the titles afterwards. It's impossible to predict everything your players are going to do. So if you use a title and it ends up not even remotely reflecting the events in the session, and I've had a few like that when I was pretty sure something was going to happen, named a session after it, and we didn't end up getting anywhere near that plot. But don't worry about it. By then it's already done its job. As long as it's got people interested and got them ready for the session and maybe reinforced a bit of your campaign world, that's absolutely grand. And after the session just to help you sort of remember things you can always change the name of the session in your gm notes to more accurately reflect the events that actually occurred in the game after all they're your gm notes probably no one else is going to see them so if you need to change a session title to, to more re accurately reflect what went on to help you remember it or reference it more easily in the future just go ahead and do it no one's going to be like banging on your door to complain about it so there we are there's a few reasons that i think you should consider and strongly consider giving your game sessions a title whether you're running them online or not and a few hints and tips as to things you should consider if you decide to go ahead and do that i hope if you've enjoyed the video version of this you'll consider liking sharing and subscribing and all that good stuff that youtubers ask you to do and likewise if you've enjoyed the podcast version please share and let other people know about it it really does help if you'd like to get in touch with us maybe be featured in a future voicemail response episode then you can do so in a number of different ways you can leave a voicemail message on speakpipe or anchor or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com so until we see you again take care stay safe and whenever you're playing have fun see you soon